What is up, restaurant world? Welcome to The Tip Share, where we dive deep into the labyrinth of all things restaurant, open up conversations with owners, operators, vendors, and industry experts to explore everything that's happening within the industry and its current climate. Sit back, grab your shift drink, and let's share our tips. Good morning, uh, Razzie. This is Dave Downs here. I'm speaking with Brian Smith, our compliance director. Brian, it seems like we just did one of these a month ago. Great to see you again. It sure does. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, PPP loans, which we talked a lot about last time. This particular podcast, we're going to really focus on the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, or RRF, as it's most commonly referred to. We're going to talk about some of the usage, uh, what is eligible uh, to be able to use this grant, who qualified, how many folks. It's going to be a really kind of interesting conversation. And I appreciate your time today, Brian. Thank you. Jumping right in, RRF is out of money, right? Unfortunately, the funds have gone dry. Uh, but at this point, how many restaurants benefited from the program? Well, according to the SBA, the RRF provided $28.6 billion to more than 100,000 restaurants, bars, and other businesses that provide on site food and drinks. So, you know, a lot of restaurants in the country. A hundred thousand. That's pretty impressive yeah. number. Twenty-eight point six billion is a huge number too. Uh, but there's got to be quite a few stories out there where folks didn't get the funds. Any idea on how many did not get funded from this type of program? Yeah, that's a that's a tough number to 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 calculate. But you know, while Congress created the RRF to provide relief to restaurants, you know, that's the business sector extremely hard hit by the government imposed shutdowns mm-hmm. and other restrictions related to the COVID pandemic. Right? Um, everyone knew the demand for the funds would be far greater than the supply. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just the way it was. Common sense, you know. Yeah. But according to the SBA, more than 278,000 applications were received by June 30th, and those applicants were seeking more than $72 billion. And remember, there was only $28.6 billion available. So, you know, so many more restaurants applied than than could be given a grant, of course. You know, the SBA closed the program and stopped accepting applications on July 2nd, you know, but less than 10 days after the SBA launched the RRF portal, and that was on May 3rd, the applications submitted equated to more than twice the amount of funds available, and that was in 10 days. I mean, so it was, you know, there was a lot of need and not a lot of funds. Uh, still somewhat successful though, in that uh, over a third of the people that applied did get some funds out of this and, and maybe, maybe were a little bit overfunded or at least able to get through that. So it's at least some sort of encouragement there for, yeah, for the restaurants that did receive the RRF grant funds, excuse me, it's kind of a little tongue twister there. (laughs) What are are, five times fast? I will not. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the eligible expenses? Uh, what restrictions do recipients need to be aware of? How can we help provide some some training wheels on on how to use this funds? That's a great great question. So some of the eligible business expenses are payroll, which includes health insurance and, and oh, nice. stuff like that. Not taxes, but uh, health insurance. Uh, payments on business mortgage, both principal and interest. 
but it doesn't include any prepayments. You can't pay ahead. Uh, rent, rent payments, same thing. You know, you can pay your rent, but you can't pay it ahead. And then we also have business debt service, you know, your loans, both principal and interest. Once again, doesn't include any prepayment. Um, utility payments, maintenance expenses. If you wanted to construct an outdoor seating, that was actually listed as, as one of the um, eligible expenses. I think right now that's a good thing to do to expand your business um, to outdoor. Um, some other ones, uh, business supplies, you know, protective uh, PPE, uh, personal protective equipment, cleaning sure. materials, covered supplier costs, same definition under PPP. So that's food purchases. Um, and then day-to-day business operating expense, kind of a, a catch-all. And, you know, some examples would be in, you know, but by no means is this a complete list, just some examples, you know, legal expenses, marketing expenses, insurance, business licenses, shipping fees, and then, you know, equipment. You want to put in a new hood or a new grill, new fryers, you know, anything like that is going to be an eligible um, RRF expense. And, uh, you know, some things to keep an eye out for, uh, the wages paid with RRF grant money cannot be claimed as wages for purposes of the ERTC or PPP forgiveness. No double dipping. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then the other expenses paid with RRF grant money cannot be claimed as non-payroll expenses on the PPP forgiveness application. You know, like you just said, no double dipping. Yeah, yeah, it makes total sense. I think that's really interesting on the prepayment where a lot of people would probably try and do that to help weather the upcoming few months and, uh, you know, Delta variants and some of the concerns throughout the different parts of the country and having uh, another kind of outbreaks going on. Uh, it's it's interesting to note that prepayment, uh, but a pretty extensive list of things that they can use this for. So that's encouraging, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, with the PPP and ERTC, I know we're focusing on the uh, Restaurant Revitalization Fund, the RRF, uh, but not being able to double dip like you just explained. What's the time frame that they have available to use these RRF uh, grant funds? Uh, the RRF covered period actually began on February 15th of 2020 and ends on March 11th, 2023. Wow. Okay. You know, Therefore, the recipients have until March 11th of 2023 to use their grant, unless the business has permanently closed. And then when they permanently close, that's the end of their cover period. You know, Got so it. Can't, can't pay expenses past the time that your, your business was permanently closed and have those eligible for the uh, RRF. And, and, and while past due expenses are eligible, because you notice that uh, covered period began in 2020, yeah. um, be careful uh, not to use payroll costs that were claimed on the ERTC uh, eligible wages or forgivable payroll expenses on the PPP forgiveness application uh, for the RRF. The way I look at that, it really extended date range to use the funds out to 2023 yeah. even. They really should be looking at this as, as future uh, assistance to be able to help take care of things. Use up those PPP and ERTC funds first and then go into the RRF if you received it, right? You hit that. Absolutely. You hit that nail Perfect. on the head. Uh, let's see. Uh, payback. Uh, these RRF funds, are they required? Is anybody ever going to be required to pay back any portion of these funds or are they really true grants? Well, recipients are not required to repay the funding as long as those funds are used for eligible uses no later than March 11th. 
Um, recipients that are unable to use all their funds received on eligible expenses by the end of the covered period must return any unused funds to the Treasury. Understood. Uh, and that was March 11, 2023, right? They have to to use all those? Yes, cool. sir. So, so like you said, you know, let's get through 2021 mm-hmm. with ERTC and PPP, and then, you know, look at 2022 to start using your uh, RRF grant. And, you know, maybe even towards the end of 2021, you start using that because most restaurants across the country are getting um, back to 100% capacity at this point. Yeah, and I really look at a really good way, as you mentioned, kind of the end of the year for those folks that are located in in colder weather, the ability to maybe put on an extension to your patio or really uh, cover that in some fashion and, and be able to provide heating so you have outdoor dining. So if we move away from full capacity indoors in any markets, you have ability to still see people. That's a huge opportunity there. For sure. I agree 100%. Um, reporting. So I know that's always kind of a detail thing. A lot of questions we get, what kind of reporting requirements, uh, do the RRF grant recipients need to know about? Well, um, first thing is that no later than December 31st of this year, 2021, all, all recipients are required to report to the SBA, how much of their RRF grant has been used and against each, uh, category. They want to know, you know, $20,000 payroll, $10,000 for my uh, utilities, and, and so on and so forth. Um, but if the recipient fully expends their funds prior to December 31st, they will be asked to certify that proceeds have been used on eligible expenses at that time, and they would not be required to uh, report anymore. But that's only if they used all their funds by the end of this year. And then the app applicants that do not fully expend their RRF grants prior to this year will be required to complete annual reporting submissions until they fully expend spend their uh, grant funding over the cover or the covered period expires. And, you know, our Razzie's Razzie's um, financial statements are a great tool to mm-hmm. keep track of these and, and measure them. Perfect. I've only got one more question because this has already been super helpful. Uh, the, the RR grant uh, money, is that taxable? And, and are these expenses deductible on their year in corporate taxes? Well, according to the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, the amounts received from the SBA in the form of a restaurant revitalization grant shall not be included in gross income. So they're not taxable and the the expenses incurred are deductible. So it's uh, the same treatment as PPP forgiveness. Very beneficial to taxpayers. Allow me to nerd out a little bit, Brian, and I know you're going to put me in my place and correct me, but I want to make sure I understand this from a from a financial statement perspective. Uh, that means they're recording the loan funds that they received on the balance sheet because it's not recorded as income on the P&L, but all the expenses do get put on the P&L so that they can deduct those correctly on their taxes. Am I nerding out the right way? Uh, you're you're very close. The okay. the income the income it you know the RRF is not a loan, it's a grant, and it would flow from the balance sheet as it's used to the income statement. But when it hits the income statement, it's not taxable. The business owner is not going to pay tax on it, but they get all the same benefits from that income that they get from taxable income, meaning it increases their basis. It, it does give them positive cash flow, but they just don't pay tax on it. Pretty amazing. The best, uh, what, best kind of money. That is free money because they're not paying tax on it. 
That is, yeah, that is an amazing part of the uh, the American Rescue Plan Act or the ARPA. Uh, if we're going to use all these rec- all these uh, uh, acronyms here, so I really appreciate your time today, Brian. Anything else we need to know about the RRF funds and and that you want to make sure we get out on the table today? Not that I can think of right now. Brian Smith, always a pleasure to talk compliance and uh, in all the legalities and legislation coming down. So thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Dave. Uh Uh-huh. Cheers, Brian. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on The Tip Share. Make sure to visit our website where you can view more educational content, subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again.